Hey everyone, we're back. It's me and my wifey poo, um, where we just uh, like to chat real casual and we can't guarantee that you won't hear ambient sounds. Um, Stephanie may yawn once or twice. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. I think we're safe for May May. The door's closed. So yeah. Yeah. You might Stephanie. hear some ambient barking, but yeah. And our friend uh, Angela was going to join us tonight, but she's not feeling well. So we're just going to do this, you know, totally cash. And um, the topic that we originally kind of wanted to talk about uh, was having in recovery is kind of a focus on step two, uh, came to believe in a power greater than ourselves that could restore us to sanity. And the journey of uh, what I was interested in Steph, is that you had gone to parochial school. Is that right? And, uh, and so I was really curious about um, coming out of that and having to approach step two for you, because it's a completely different experience than mine. Um, and I don't know, you know, so, and I also just want to say from the outset that, you know, this in no way, here's my disclaimer is, is that I have, um, I am not opposed to organized religion in any way. I have friends who are devout Catholic, a sponsee who's Catholic, a spon an old sponsee who's, you know, a devout Jew. Uh, I have another one that, uh, who I'm close, not a sponsee, but someone I'm close to who converted to Islam. I mean, I am like, many paths, you know, I totally am respectful. At the same time, um, I think it's important to talk about the whole experience of something. So, and sometimes that experience is not really good, or sometimes we can take a message and our childhood experience takes a spiritual message and can distort it. So, uh, so the, so that's our sort of disclaimer. So just sort of starting, like I'm a cradle Catholic. Did you, uh, were you, what was your journey like with, um, Catholicism? So, um, I was raised, uh, fairly hardcore Catholic. Um, and uh, so, so my grandmother was like, you know, the original Catholic, I think. <laughs> I mean, like we like spent half the day doing rosary beads and like we were, we were, we were jamming to Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then um, I did go to Catholic school until fifth grade and then switched to um public school. And I was kind of thinking a little bit when you brought up the, the topic, um, because, you know, I, I think maybe to some degree, uh, one's experience within um, a religious community is shaped by the leaders of that particular community. Yeah, like, because I know, um, like, one of my uh, good friends is still a practicing Catholic. Um, and um, and knowing her, I know that like, she wouldn't, you know, 
thrive in the environment that I was in in Catholicism when I was a kid. So I yeah. think maybe, um, you know, and, and like my husband talks about, um, he was actually raised Lutheran, um, but there was a, a pastor that led his church called uh, Pastor Dazzler, which, you know, how cool yeah. is that name? Yeah. Um, and he really like set the tone for the congregation um, to be very welcoming and open and right. um, so forth. And so I think to some degree, maybe my experience was shaped by, you know, the particular leadership at, at the time and the location. Um, and that being said, um, I think it was a very unhealthy organization at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, just looking at it from a from a an objective point of view or whatever, like um, because I did go through a, you know, I fucking hate the fucking Catholic Church phase, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, so, you know, full disclosure, um, I mean, I'm not there now, right. um, uh, now I, um, um, you know, much more open to, um, the possibility of, you know, having, I mean, I, I don't currently attend any Catholic churches, but, um, I, I have, I had gone a couple of times before my grandmother passed and, um, I was actually really pissed off that they changed a bunch of the prayers because I'm like, you know, like I, <laughs> you know, I should know this shit. Like, you know, I said it a million bazillion times and they went and changed it up. So now I'm <laughs> fucked up every time I get to the part they changed. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm uh I'm kind of bouncing all over the place here, but but yeah, so my my experience um in childhood was, you know, more of the like I felt the the priest was untrustworthy. Mm. Um, I felt like there was an undercurrent of like, make sure you're not in the room alone with him kind of thing. Wow. Um, and I felt that um, your standing in the community was almost entirely dependent upon the amount of money that you put in the basket. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I felt, yeah. Yeah. The nuns that taught us were extremely unhealthy uh, psychologically. Right. I'm surprised that, frankly, that one of them didn't kill one of my classmates. I mean, wow. he, she had him by the neck and he was blue, turning blue. So, wow. Um, so, yeah. So, my experience, um, I mean, I do feel like there were some lessons that I got out of of uh the experience that were um helpful and i tend to maybe dwell on the <laughs> you know like one of the things that really pissed me off was um my mom uh couldn't get an annulment uh from her marriage with my father um he beat her and that was fine like that wasn't a reason for annulment um he cheated on her like that wasn't a reason for annulment but she was she was, I think they were considering annulling it based on the grounds that he didn't want more children. Um, I evidently I was, uh, you know, wow, <laughs> turn him off to that idea. Um, but so, yeah, so a lot of, um, unhealthy, uh, yeah. experience 
that being said, I feel like I learned a lot about like, you know, just from Bible stories and whatever, like, and learning from Jesus. Cause I think Jesus is kind of the shizzle. Yeah. Um, like I love, I love me some Jesus. Cause me too. I think, yeah. uh, Jesus, you know, like, you know, treat people kindly and, yeah. you know, wash the feet of the poor and yeah. take care of the lepers and, you know, like just yeah. the whole, um, kindness, um, lesson, I think, yeah, I really took took away um, from uh, the teachings, um, and you know I did enjoy. And I'm like going on and on here, aren't I? I no, this is what that. I want. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I guess evidently I had a lot to say on this topic. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. Um, but uh, yeah, and and some of the um, I think we've talked about it in relation to program, like some of the the predictability and ceremony, you know, like you always know, like, yeah. And the, you know, like some of the stuff I actually kind of miss like the incense thing, like the ching ching, mm -hmm. and the, you know, <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen that like big. Oh yeah. Like, oh, totally. And, of course. Because what was your, I know you were raised Catholic, but it sounds like. I wasn't were, raised Catholic. Oh, okay. So you, yeah. you just have that. In no, your I have a Catholic mom and Catholic aunts. And I think that unfortunately for my mother, um, she was raised in a small town in the fifties with, you know, the old school nuns. And, you know, that you are born sin and, you know, and it just was not a good experience for her um, or for my aunt. I don't think my uh, youngest aunt Loretta had to go. Um, I'm not exactly sure why, um, but yeah, it, it, it was just kind of all the nightmare stories that you hear. Um, but what I wanted to sort of, I don't want to, that's why I like, I don't want to spend too much time on like, you know, I like what you said around, you know, the, the trauma that can happen. It's like, I, I think that's pretty well canvassed in the bigger <laughs> culture, you know, like, um, but what I'm interested in is um, getting to, uh, you know, God, the idea of God. And, and he, let me, let me throw this at you. I was talking to an old sponsee. I don't sponsor her anymore. And she's devout Christian. And, uh, you know, we were talking about step two or three or one of them, you know, and, and she was telling me about um, her, uh, a relative uh, kind of beating her in the name of God. And I was like, how did that not fuck you up? You know? And she said, well, I had my own relationship with Jesus. And when she was in her room, she was kind of, she, she said, like, she was talking to Jesus and saying, if that's you, we're done, you know? And somehow she got a very clear message that that was not Jesus. Like that wasn't God, that what had happened you know, and so I've never forgotten that story around having that kind of gift of, you know, feeling a connection 
um, to your spiritual source and being able to discern that from what's what's going on around you and what people are telling you you should feel or should believe. So when you were younger going to, did you have any sort of experiences of God or was it just a story someone was telling you like Santa Claus? Um, I think, so I did have some, um, you know, and again, I think my, my connection uh, to the Jesus story, uh, I mean, I don't know that I ever really like, you know, but into the whole mystical aspects of it, but just the the person, um, and actually my uh, my grandma um, had in my room there was a little plastic glow in the dark Jesus, mm -hmm. and I was terrified of the dark. And that room, my bedroom at her house, like had like you know those heavy drapes, so yeah. and they were out in the country. So at night it was like pitch freaking black. Right. And so that little plastic glow in the dark Jesus was like my lifeline, you know, uh -huh. like, um, and I did feel a sense of, you know, protection, like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Jesus is, you know, I got right. my glowy Jesus. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm covered and I could see enough, you know, by the glowy light of it to like kind of see around it. So I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah, know it's great. spiritual. Yeah. But yeah. for a little kid, I mean, that might be yeah. as spiritual as we. Yeah, I have a glow in the dark Virgin Mary that I love. I didn't have it as a kid. I got it as an adult. Um, and yeah, I'm all for it. But yeah, sorry, I was just going to interject, you know, so um, one thing I learned um, uh, embarrassingly from Oprah, but I think it's true. I won't, yeah. I, you know, I'm not, I won't be embarrassed. I I saw this on Oprah um, and I agree with it. The, like there's, um, there, there are spiritual people in religion and there are unspiritual people in religion. There are spiritual people outside of religion and there are unspiritual, you know, so it's like, yeah. We're not mutually exclusive, yeah. Um, but you know, so you, you know, because I, 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 I don't want to give the impression, you know, because I, I did go through a phase of, you know, anti-Catholicism, but, but I believe that, you know, there are, you know, truly good spiritual uh, people within the religion as well as outside of it. It reminds me of um, one, another one of my uh, favorite AA speakers was uh, Sister B. And she says, there are assholes everywhere. You know? <laughs> and, and then she kind of says, and there are even a few assholes in AA. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so um, I don't want to give away, like I've been, uh, I, I don't expect people to be tracking, but lately I've been putting excerpts up of my recovery heroes, the speakers that I have been listening to through the course of my recovery program over and over and over again. Um, Father Tom, Father Terry definitely are like my core people, um, Dr. Paul, um, and then I'll probably put up a, a couple more where it's like, these were the people who really, really carried the message for me in a way that absolutely aligned with my 
my belief system and my and what I needed to hear. But I don't want to detract from that. I guess I want to go back to sort of, you know, the idea of being raised in a religion, which is in the best of times, trying to introduce you to having a spiritual life and having a spiritual faith and believing in a higher power, which they choose to call God. And then there's a story of the God, right? And, you know, and basically it even makes me think of, um, you know, it's kind of common knowledge now, but that uh, originally, um, you know, the word sin was you missed the mark, meaning, you know, living in alignment with God and then if you sort of kind of stepped out of alignment with God, that's all it originally meant was that, you know, you're out of alignment with God. So there's the institution that's designed to do that. Then there's your experience, Stephanie, of kind of being like, well, what do I, you know? Do I believe, you know what I mean? Basically there's the external environment and the story. And then there's your internal relationship. And what was that like, or did was there none? I mean, what was that like for you? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I, I think, you know, like whatever dogma or, you know, all that that was being kind of, uh, you know, force-fed, if you will, yeah. um, that I was very resistant to it. Uh, and, um, you know, and then as an adult, like I've struggled with, you know, because like you were, like you were just saying, like the definition of sin or whatever, and there's so many, you know, translations and, you know, like when people get very literalist with the, the Bible, I'm like, you know, well, somebody somewhere picked that word, you know, in translation that, you know, may have totally changed the meaning of what was being said and whatever. So, um, so I'm not particularly interested in, you know, dogma per se. And my, and I did go through a phase, um, probably at, towards the end of college, somewhere around there, where, you know, I thought God was the enemy. Like, I thought God was an a-hole. Um, and I, I think I've told you this before that um, I think it's a song, I think it's Depeche Mode. Um, and it goes something like, I don't want to start any blasphemous rumors, but I think that God's got a sick sense of humor. And when I die, I expect to find him laughing. Yeah. Like, I, I had this idea that that if God was omniscient and omnipotent and all this shit was going on, yeah, you know, then the only possible conclusion that I could draw was that God was an asshole. Right. Um, and so um, I had to, you know, when I came into program and when I first came into program, that was kind of where my head was at. And they started saying God and I was like, booba. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah. so I had to mature um, into, but, and when I came back uh, later in life, um, I really liked, you know, 
I guess I heard the message a lot more clearly of like your relationship to whatever this, you know, whatever your concept mm -hmm. of God is, is up to you. And you don't have to, you know, like you don't have to believe that God is omniscient and omnipotent and letting all these nasty, yeah. like, you know, and I think it was, um, and I've probably said this to you before too, but. Um, and also that God is, for those tracking, is omnipresent. God is supposed to be omnipresent, omniscient, omniscient, and uh, omnipotent. Is that omnipotent? Yeah. Anyway, all knowing, um, all present, all powerful. So, but um, I think it was um, Ziva who is on the OA oh, yeah. I like her. podcast that first maybe softened me there because she um her i believe mother was a holocaust survivor um and so she had that same kind of difficulty reconciling like how can you mm -hmm. how can you be you know how can you let this shit happen um and she just decided to believe um that when bad things happen god cries i think yeah. is how she how she put it and that kind of like yeah, a famous um, rabbi said that. Yeah. Because he um, also reconcile. Yeah, yeah. And so that that maybe softened a little bit. And then um, within program, as I, um, as I explored the, the question more, um, and I think you kind of had the same experience where Anytime I replace the word God with love, mm -hmm. with love, then I get it. Then, yeah. you know, whatever you've just like, if, when the word God is in there, like, it's, oh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, but if I put love in, then I'm like, okay, now I understand what we're getting at here. Mm -hmm. um, so and, I want to interrupt you just to kind of, before we get into you know, kind of where we've landed. But I also want to cover that you and I both, uh, you know, uh, didn't have a good time growing up. And so a, a little bit of the, where the fuck were you? Exactly, exactly. Like if so you- What was your were, experience? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was like, if you were sitting by letting this go down, mm -hmm. then you're evil. Right. <laughs> right. Like there, you don't you don't let what that shit go down and sit yeah. by and not do anything. Yeah. Um so and I wanna yeah. I wanna circle back to this because I do want to share with people how I've reconciled that, but let's Okay. you know stay with growing up and getting these stories about god and feeling a real disconnect and then getting to a place so when did sort of fuck when did the fuck you god start to kind of and then the anger at the like how old were you like yeah i mean i think there were different phases of it um i think you know as a child i had some of that like i remember the one of the nuns saying um if you don't read the bible then you're gonna go to hell mm. and me like 
arguing with her. I'm like, well, what if you speak a language and the, the Bible isn't translated into her, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, just doing like, yeah. you know, what, what we do. And, you know, and she was like, sit down and be quiet, you know, like, and yeah. so like, and I mean, that was just one example of, you know, numerous experiences where I was like, but, but so, yeah. um, so I think I had a little bit of that as a kid uh, when I was younger, like actually in Catholic school. And then, um, you know, at a, and then I think in college was kind of where my like, you know, this is, re- you know, as I was um, maybe able to look at it more, you know, from the outside or whatever, and like mm-hmm. look at the unhealthy aspects. And those were kind of what I was fixated on at that juncture you know, rather than, you know, the totality of, you know, um, of the, the religious experience. Um, and then too, um, I guess I left out part of my, uh, journey, um, has been, uh, going to a Unitarian church, mm-hmm. um, which I found to be much more in alignment with my own, sense of spirituality like um when did that happen how old were you there um that the boys were like griff was like two okay so would that make nate four yeah yeah they were or no he was he's five years older so they were oh seven and um, two yeah so um they were little kids when i when i started going there but um but I, I really, I mean, uh, the so let's stop for a second. Why did you, why did you go to, why did you start going to Unitarian? I, yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, it's hard. Was it because you had children? I think that may have been part of it. Like, um, I, you know, like, and I think a huge part of, you know, both 12 step and religion is community. You know, yeah. like, I think I was, um, seeking, community um and um you know found uh, and i'm trying to remember god you know how i'm uh going back and yeah i do know (laughs) limited capacity to recall what i was thinking at the time um but i yeah i think i was because i remember researching it like i googled yeah um so I, you know, and the, and the more I read, I was like, this is kind of my jam. Like, I, yeah. so I don't know if somebody suggested. Yeah. Or if I knew of somebody that went, that might've been it. It might've been a friend of a friend kind of person. Yeah. Uh, uh, that so basically you got 12 stepped into the Unitarian church, right? So you, someone, you meet someone and they start telling you about, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's something about it that makes you kind of like, oh, let me, let me check that out. Yeah. 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 Well, I just want to stop here for, I, I always need to have my little academic moments, but before we get into my academic moments, um, I also spent some time going to the Unitarian Church, and what's interesting is is that uh, there's the Unitarian Church of Oakland and the Unitarian Church of Berkeley. And Eliza and I, um, I think it was Eliza's idea, and I was like, sure. The Unitarian Church of Berkeley, I really loved it. Everyone sat in a circle, 
it was a big huge so basically it was like you know it wasn't a church basement it was the church and everyone sat in a circle and every week someone else led it was very you know it was berkeley it was jeans whatever and i really liked that it had that sort of tribal egalitarian you know and whoever led could read from whatever religious you know book they wanted and uh, and so then I tried to go to uh, the Unitarian Church in Oakland, and it was much more of a church building. It had pews, it had books, and I just couldn't do it. I was like, this is too churchy for me. I just really can't. At the time, I just really couldn't do it. So, and that's the, the exact same church. So it's amazing. It's like, like you were talking about, like, who is the head, who's leading the congregation, like, even how the congregation is organized, you know, can be. Um, but I also want to stop and get a little, like, academic for a second, put on my theological hat, which is that, you know, I learned that Catholics aren't actually, as a rule, big on the Bible. And here's why. Because first of all, keep in mind that, you know, um, Paul was the first Pope, right? And so it's been an oral tradition and oral history. And what is big in the Catholic Church are actually the sacraments. So it's, and that the church is the body, you know, and and so Father Tom actually has a Catholicism 101 where he explains this. And part of the reason why the Catholics don't really care about the Bible is if you can imagine being part of the beginning is first of all, um, people didn't start to write things down until 300 years later. And what they did was they tried to find people who were around at that time and then interview that person's experience. So basically what you have is these, you know, legacy of these interviews of, oh, this person said this, this, and that's where we have the book of John, the book of whatever. Well, there's actually a lot of books out there, you know, and there were Bibles that were, you know, one, they were all different books. None of them were the same, which is why the whole King James was like, it drove him nuts. You know, and he decided, you know, which books were going to be included and which weren't. And that's where you got like, you know, there were books uh, where the story of Lilith and she's out, not going to have her. I mean, there were there was a book of by a woman, I think. Nope, not going to include that. So I always thought that was really interesting that that's why you try to get a Catholic to quote the Bible. They're like, oh, we don't really read the Bible. You know what I mean? They'll read like um, the missile or they'll read like all these other things, but the Bible isn't really that big. And then what you have is, you know, because it was the ancestry and institution of Catholicism, which of course got warped and, you know, it's like, oh, you know, oh, you slept with your servant. That's 5,000 Hail Marys at $2 a piece. You know what I mean? Like, and so then you've got the Luther, like, ich bin whatever. And, and so what they did was take the Bible out of that. And that, so that became the rock for them. So that's why you have, like, 
for Catholicism, the rock is the lineage and the and the tradition and the sacraments, big, big, big thing. And then when there was the split, it was like, okay, fuck you. Give me these, give me this Bible. We're gonna go over here and go back to like the purity of the word. And we're just gonna believe that the Bible was divinely inspired. Why people need to know that, I don't know, but it's a very rare time that I get to tell that story. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting that you say that because like, that, I don't know if that nun didn't get the memo or whatever. I know, I was thinking that that's what made me think of it was how yeah. she was just like, you got to read that Bible. And it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm sure in an academic setting, you know what I mean? Read your Bible, read mm -hmm. your Bible. I'm not saying, I'm just saying generally that's why, you know, the big joke is, is that if you need to know, you know, you know, a certain quote in the Bible, you ask a Baptist, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, if you don't ask a Catholic, like, you yeah. know. Um, well, and, I, and now that you say that, you know, it, it occurs to me, like, I don't recall there really being a lot of like Bible study and whatnot. No, because and, that's what I'm saying, especially in the Catholic church, the mm -hmm. only person who had Bibles were the priests. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, they didn't trust the Bible in the hand of the, you know, it's like, you're going to misunderstand this, you okay. know? And so it was the coming together, the ritual, the sacraments and everything else. So it's just got a completely different lineage. Anyway, that was quite a sidebar. Thank you for, you know, joining my Ted talk and now back <laughs> to our regularly scheduled. Okay. So let's, so this is our background. You start to, and now let's talk about starting to unpack or separate. So let me, let me sort of what I'm thinking of, like, you know, I had, I grew up with an atheist dad and who's not atheist anymore, but he also was sort of like, screw religion. I don't believe in your God. Um, so he was atheist growing up and then a, a Catholic mom. And even though she didn't practice, she believed in God and everything. And, and, uh, and I've talked about this before where it's like their agreement was hands off. Well, the reason why they had that agreement is because, and again, I've told this story, but this is relevant to this talk is um, I think I was like seven or eight and I spent the, I did one of my first sleepovers and it was a Saturday night and Sunday morning, you know, the friend and her family were going to go to church and, you know, it was Fremont Christian, had no idea it was really like a conservative church, you know, it's just like, hey, can I go? We go to Sunday school. Now, now I just wanted people to dilate on this for, for example, I'm like, let's say seven, let's just make it good and juicy and tender. Like I'm seven fucking years old. I go, you know, the church starts and it's like, okay, all the little kids go to Sunday school. I'm in the room and there's the, you know, Sunday school teacher telling us all the story about um, how to get into heaven. And that how you get into heaven is you accept Jesus Christ as your one true savior. I don't know much, but I know what an atheist is. And my dad was my hero. And I say, my dad's an atheist. Is he going to go? Well, because she said, you know, and if you don't, you're going to go to hell. She's explaining heaven and hell to us. 
I'm like, my hand is up in the air. I'm like front row, like I have an immediate question. Like I am like really scared. And I asked her, I said, my dad's an atheist. You know, is he going to go to hell? And she looks me dead in the eyes and say, yes, he is. I could not get home fast enough. I like, I, I don't even remember the rest of anything. I could not get home fast enough. And when I got home, I raced from her apartment to our apartment, ran up the stairs. My dad's in the kitchen and I run and grab him. And I'm like, dad, you have to accept Jesus as your one or you're going to go to hell. You know what I mean? And he tries in typical dysfunction. I am like, now I'm crying. I'm starting to get hysterical because he's like not going to do it. And I'm like, and my dad starts yelling at my mom. So this is typical. So my, there's my dad. I am distraught. My mom's trying to like, tell me like, your dad's not going to go. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So they finally calm me down. My dad's still yelling. That's it, Deb. That's it. No more. That was the thing that was like, you know, he kind of like let my mom kind of like, she tried to take me to Catholic church. She couldn't stand being back in the church. So we didn't have to go. Then she tried to make me go in the back room and read the missal on my own. You know what I mean? I'm like seven, you know, what I mean? and whatever. And then this experience happens. And this is when my dad just went sideways. So it was now it was like hands off. And um, I, I kind of forgot where we're going. Oh, but just having the experience that which we both have that's like fuck you fuck all of you fuck you and and then there's more i mean everyone has you know like the hypocrisy running into then re having and i don't know like i i don't know like okay wait a minute i don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. like separating a spiritual life from any sort of religious experience. And I think people who even have a positive experience in the church, whatever that is, they still, they have to do the same thing. This is what you were just talking about. There are spiritual people, you know, in religion and there are non-spiritual people in religion. It's like, you know, so really recognizing that, oh, this is an, in, this is an intimate experience within myself. And so did going to Unitarian kind, or were you already kind of like thinking about that or did going to Unitarian kind of wake that up again or? I think the latter, I think, um, yeah, I don't know that I was necessarily, um, I think I was more, interested in community and, you know, something for the boys and whatever than I was in, you know, the spirituality. But I think um, as I went uh, more frequently, I think the, you know, spirituality started to become, um, you know, more prevalent uh, in my thought process or whatever. Um, and yeah, I mean, I loved, you know, just the, the way, I mean, like the, the pastor's wife was an atheist mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, somebody in the 
uh, I, I remember in the congregation said something about, oh, it's really hard to be an atheist in this society. And she's like, try being a pastor's wife and be an atheist. You know, <laughs> <bitch>. Like, <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, there were, you know, there were Wiccans and there were, you know, yeah. uh, Jewish people and Buddhist people and, you know, yeah. so that, it was kind of a melding um, in the congregation of a lot of different um, spiritual ideas. Um, and I just really liked, I was like, oh, that one's really good. Oh, yeah. I really like that one. Yeah. So it was like, I didn't care where it came from. I was just like grooving on the, you know, the ideas like, um, you know, like, uh, Tick Not Han, I think was showed up and uh, Rumi and, you know, like all yeah. these um, exposure to, um, I get you know, spiritual teachers or whatever yeah. that, yeah. that it was not any one dogma. It was just like, there's, uh, there's good stuff all over the place here. And, yeah. you know, kind of, um, and was that were you going to unitarian when you came back to uh oa the second time i don't believe so i was really um i was really involved in the church i mean i was going like you know pretty regularly and i was like helping um because there you know there was a lot of volunteerism mm -hmm. need or whatever um, and as a, you know, consummate workaholic, I was like, oh, well, this is where we can put that crazy. <laughs> um, and, uh, so, but then when I went back to work, I was like, and you know, how I, yeah. for those of you that don't know, my energy, energy is limited. Um, I kind of was like, I can't, you know, I can't work full time and be a mom and be of service you know, here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, keep. And so, and so I kind of quit even going, um, which I actually um, recently was thinking, you know, that, um, that I may, you know, want to reintroduce that into my life just because, um, you know, I just, again, that, you know, the community that I get um, uh, through 12 step um, is awesome and i think um there's like kind of an expanded community there because i think to some degree in a way like you know we're kind of there's a lot of similar you know like yeah. we're all you know yeah um uh you know like for the same all, 30 people in different combinations you know yeah on this side of town so yeah, and um, so that's one of the one of the things that I really enjoyed about uh, the Unitarian Church was like there were you know trans people that came and yeah. you know gay couples and you know I mean there yeah. it was like uh, you know I mean it, it was pretty white yeah diversity in in terms of uh, ethnicity there but there was a lot of diversity in terms of life experience and and yeah. um spiritual thought and that type of thing so so uh, when you anyway. came so just sort of tracking kind of 
So the Unitarian kind of reopens or introduces kind of like what we talked about. So we talked about in the beginning that who leads the congregation can really color your experience, you know, and a lot of times we're too young to know how to separate spirituality from religion. We think it's all one. Um, and then, you know, so it's pretty awesome or not awesome. It's, it's pretty common when you don't know how to set a boundary, you set an extreme one. So it's just like, no, no more of you. And then there's this introduction to a whole new way of, of having a, uh, religious, kind of community congregation and the um, invitation uh, to develop your spiritual life. So then let's go back to, um, and we're probably going to have to do a part two on this, is um, so that is your experience coming into OA now, you know, is that it's sort of, it must have, because the first time you walked into OA and heard the God word, you were like, ciao you know what I mean and uh no pun intended and then the second time you come in it's not as triggering a word probably because of your Unitarian experience and uh what was that like and I forgot the date again when this this is coming back <laughs> you and me both sister so uh, 2017 2018 somewhere around there yeah, yeah, and I think I, I, I think the particular room, and it may have been even. I'm trying to remember the uh, the very first meeting. I think was uh, I went to was the Milwaukee when I came back. Yeah. Um. And then. Um. I I think uh maybe the, like the second was the Bethany Lutheran. Um and. I don't know who it was exactly, but I think people were saying like, you know, like it's okay. Like, like you don't have to, um, you know, and it may have been you even like, you don't yeah, have to I always Like, yeah, whenever there's yeah. a newcomer in the room, I make sure to sort of number one, like, don't worry about the God thing, you know, People sometimes use the word God. You have no idea what they believe in because we just agree to use it as a placeholder. And I'm like, and I identify as a pagan Buddhist, New Thought Christian, part-time Hindu, Muslim, Jew. And, and technically I'm an atheist because I don't believe in ethical monotheism. So I, it could have been me or just, you know, who knows. And, and it may have been, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I need to take better note of things as they occur, but, but I just remember feeling like it's okay, you know, yeah. like I, this is, you know, like I don't have to, you know, yeah. we're not well, going to you kiss pictures of the Pope and yeah, and I might have even read uh, we agnostics or whatever, like fairly early on too. The problem with we, if, it, if you're talking about the chapter in the big book, I mean, the thing that I don't like about that chapter is, uh, don't worry, you'll eventually believe in God. And that's where it's like, because it's, you think we agnostics, it's like, oh, don't worry, you don't have to be, believe in God, you can be an agnostic. No, the whole we agnostics is, we were once agnostic too, and now we've come to believe. That's mm -hmm. the whole fucking chapter. 
you well, know. And I may have read it as, and maybe what I got out of that was, but it can be, you know, it can, and it can be, I think somebody was like the tr a tree was their higher power or somebody yeah, that's was like the people, but that's not what the big book says. Yeah. And maybe I just, you know, when yeah. I read it, I, I was also listening to those podcasts so that yeah. it like, that's, that's where my head was at was like, it can be whatever the frick I want. Yeah. So I'm not boxed into any. Yeah. And for me, that was really, you know, having come from a very like, you yeah. really believe X, Y, and Z, period, full stop. So I think I do want to make this a, a two-parter um, because there's so much to unpack here. And this is where I want to leave it, is there's came to believe in a higher power. That's not the, that could restore me to sanity. So this is where, and this is maybe where we'll take it up next time is, so using the idea of like, I believe in a tree. I'm like, all right, you can make your tree your higher power. Now, how is your belief in a tree going to restore you to sanity? That's the other part. And maybe we'll sort of talk about that. So this is great because we've sort of covered for both of us, like this sort of background you know, it was, it was not easy, you know, it was not an easy background on so many levels to then come into, you know, a 12-step program where it is very clearly, very distinctly and definitively a spiritual solution, period. And there's no getting around that. Um, and with that, stay tuned to be continued. Ooh. <laughs> All right. I know.